Welcome to the It Gets Easier podcast. My name's Heather, and I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor that also has anxiety and panic attacks. I'm super passionate about helping people work through the struggles that come with having mental illness. In this podcast, I'll be talking about some of my own experiences with mental health, as well as some tools, tips, and tricks that I've learned to help not only myself, but some of the clients I've worked with. So if you're ready for some real talk about mental health that's going to help you feel a little less alone in this crazy world, then let's get to it. Hi, happy Monday, everybody. I hope you're having a great, fantastic Monday. In today's episode, I want to head back into my world and talk a little bit more about my own struggles with anxiety, depression, and panic attacks. Haven't really talked about that since the first episode, so I thought, hey, episode seven, I think this is episode seven. <laughs> Let's jump back into that. But first things first, I do want to mention I am recording on a different microphone today to kind of test it out, see how it sounds. If there's any issues, let me know what you think of the audio. Does it sound bad? Does it sound eh? Let me know. But anyways, let's get back into my world of mental health and depression and all that good stuff. So we're going to specifically be talking about the era of Heather in grad school today. So anyone that's gone through grad school can probably tell you how stressful that it is. Grad school is... It's like college, but on steroids. <laughs> this is probably the best way to describe it. Grad school is super, super stressful. I remember one of my classes, since I did mental my major was in mental health counseling. One of my classes was not doing like the mental health testing and all that good stuff. And we did all the, like we even like practiced using them, like the testing, like different scales, different things to kind of figure out like, what like maybe depression levels, maybe your anxiety levels, testing alcohol things, different stuff like that. Well, we all did one for depression and we all found we were severely depressed in, in grad school. So yeah, good times. No, before I go any further, I'm going to say this is not to discourage you from doing grad school. Grad school is a really hard time, but it's also very rewarding at the end of the day because you're getting that degree and you're doing something that's at the end of the day really rewarding. But anyways... So you're going through normal grad school is hard to left on its own. Now imagine going through grad school with all the panic attacks and the anxiety attacks and the depression bouts. It's literally a roller coaster of emotions. And looking back, I really don't know how I got through that time. It was really, really hard. It was incredibly stressful. It was scary at times. Honestly, sometimes I wanted to just throw in the towel and just be like, this isn't worth it. Like, I'll just go get a job somewhere. Like, this is too much. But I was actually just having a discussion about this with someone recently about how, like, I've never been someone to give up. I've always been someone that once I commit myself to something, I'm going to go through with it no matter how hard it is. And looking back, that's probably why I finished grad school was because I had that mentality of I'm not going to give up. I'm going to push myself and I'm going to finish no matter how hard it is. Another thing that I've learned in my life is about growing about growing and learning is that nothing worth having in life is easy. You have to push yourself. You have to be willing to put in the work if you want to get those end results. Nothing in life comes easy. Some things do, but that's a lot of times that's just pure luck. A lot of times in order to get where you want in life, you have to put in the hard work. Like getting a job, getting 
something, getting those things like a job, as I said, you have to push yourself and put in the work to do that. No one's just going to put a magic job in your lap and be like, here's your dream job. No, that's not how it works. You have to go through the interviews. You have to push through yourself. You may have to do the college and all that stuff in order to get to that point. And for me, I knew that I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to work in the mental health field. And in order to work in the mental health field, you have to have those degrees. You have to have a license in counseling able to do that. So in order, but in order to get my license, you got to go through the schooling first. So there I was in grad school. And honestly, I think what made grad school really hard for me was, like I said, because of the mental health is because I was already having a rough time with my anxiety at that point. I was having, but we'll get into it. But what I'm trying to say here is that while I had all this stuff going on, I didn't want to let it stop me from reaching my end goal, which is to be a mental health therapist, which is what I am now. But anyways, now, to the people out there that have never had any type of anxiety, panic, depression, any of those things, and may not understand why having these feelings, having these different things can be such a big deal, I want to talk about that. It can feel like such a big deal because of how paralyzing these symptoms can feel. Now, I want to preface this. Everyone's experience with these can be different, but I want to talk about how it felt for me. Like, I vividly remember days where I would be so anxious about things going on in my life. And to be truthful, I would worry about my anxiety symptoms. And I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about because it feels so weird to say. But yeah, when you have really bad anxiety or really bad panic attacks, a lot of times you tend to have this mindset of, oh crap, when is the next anxiety attack going to come on? When is the next panic attack coming on? And your thoughts tend to revolve around that. They tend to be like one, like worrying about when the next anxiety attack, preparing yourself for it, being like, oh my gosh, I hope it doesn't come in the middle of class. Oh my gosh, I just hope it doesn't happen when I'm in the middle of this really fun thing that I'm doing. And then it beca- that's when it, your life tends to come... Like, what is the word I'm trying to say? It tends to come to the point where you're thinking like, when does it ever end? It's this end of non, this like never ending cycle of anxiety. And that's a lot of times it's really hard for people to get out of because you're so worried about it never going away that sometimes it doesn't go away because it ends up being something you obsess over. And that's something that I've had to work on. My Like I said, I would sometimes be so worried about my anxiety symptoms that I'd be so worried about having a panic attack in class. I'd worry about when my next panic attack was going to come. It would feel so overwhelming. I remember vividly one day sitting in class, like it was especially the first couple days of classes, not even first couple days, the first couple weeks. I remember I'd be so anxious before class and then I remember having to walk into the rooms and actually everything was all great and that I was fine and that like, oh yeah, I'm ready to be in class right now when in my head, I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this class. I just like, and a lot of times I feel like that's why I was very quiet in class was because I was so worried in my head that like, I didn't want to talk to anybody because I was afraid of saying the wrong thing or looking crazy because I was so worried about my symptoms and worried about those different things. And like, I remember also too, a lot of times I wouldn't be talking to people because I was, I was literally just sitting there taking deep breaths and just being like, if I take enough deep breaths, I'll get through this and it'll be okay. And it, 
it was okay. Let's be honest. It ended up being okay. But in my mind, when I'm sitting there, I'm like, it's not going to be okay. They're going to ask me something. I'm going to do something wrong. It's going to be bad. And then that's another thing anxiety does. It makes you think things are going to be so much worse than they actually are. But one thing I'm so proud of myself for is that despite all the symptoms, all the anxiety attacks, all the panic attacks, the depression, the just overwhelming feeling of hopelessness that things are never going to get better. I never once missed any of my classes because of that. I never missed classes because of my mental health because I've always been the type of person that like, I'm going to like, <laughs> I'm never going to be the person that wants to use their mental health as an excuse not to do something. Like I would rather sit there and be miserable and uncomfortable than to sit at home and feel bad because I'm missing out. Now, with saying that, there were times though where I would like feel so overwhelmed in class or different times that maybe I was like, hey, I just need to go to the bathroom for a few minutes to calm myself and just so that I could get back in there. But yeah, I never used it as an excuse to sit at home and just be like, no. Also with saying that, there are people out there that I don't want to sit there in judgment of you or to say that, you shouldn't be missing out on stuff because you're mental health. Because, like I said, my experience with it is completely different from yours. And if that's if you need to take a break, a mental health day, whatever for your mental health, please do that because that is something that you need to do. And that is something I would never, ever, ever look down on someone because of it. At the end of the day, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And if you're having a mental health day where you just feel like you can't do it then you need to take that day and take care of yourself. When it becomes an issue is when that mental health day becomes a mental health week and then a mental health month. And then it's just kind of like, that's where it becomes a never ending cycle. And that's where it becomes a time of like, maybe you need to get some help that is outside of the house. But like I said, that's a whole other conversation. But like I said, going back to being in grad school and being really uncomfortable in class, I kind of want to get into, like, I would sit in class and talk about, like, the symptoms I would feel when I'm in class. Like, I remember just, like, like having to take the deep breaths. Let's, actually, let's just do that right now. Let's just take, like, a deep breath in and breathe out. Like, and going to deep breaths. One thing I like to tell people, and I've probably said this before, is when you're doing the deep breaths... Take breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I found that to be the most helpful thing for me and I for a lot of people is to do the in through your nose, out through your mouth. Because a lot of times you're just in and out, in and out of the same like nose or mouth. It I feel like it's not as helpful. At least it hasn't been for me. But I find when I do in through the nose, out through the mouth, I feel like I get more breath and more calmness through that way. Yes, I would be taking those deep breaths in class, just trying to calm myself because one of the symptoms that really, really bother me when my anxiety is really bad is I get these like tingles in my arms, like not like pins and needles, but just like it's a very weird feeling and it makes me super, super uncomfortable. Between that and the heart racing, like the heart racing heart palpitations, like I get very, very uncomfortable and I also get very, very hot, which is like a really not a great combo when you're sitting in class and trying to stay calm and you just feel like, oh my God, when is this going to end? And it's really hard think, looking back on it. Like I get flashbacks sitting about sitting in class and just being like, oh my God, this is never going to end. Is it time to leave yet? Like I'd be looking at my watch and my phone and just being like, okay, but 
I remember sitting in class and just being like looking around and being so like envious of people around me that just looked like everything was great for them. And honestly, it may not have been. I don't know because like I said, I was so worried of myself that I was just like, I wish I could just sit there and not be worried about the like worried about my anxiety right now. I wish I could just sit here and like fully focus on this class because a lot, it was really, really hard to focus on class when I had all these sim- physical symptoms going on. And these classes, it's not like it was just like a little one hour class. These were like two hour long classes, sometimes even longer. And it was very incredibly uncomfortable to sit there. Like at times, like I'd be able to focus and other times I'd be like, oh my God, is it over? And like I said, there were some days that were rougher than others, but it's really hard to sit anywhere for two hours when you feel so uncomfortable. Now, this uncomfortable feeling lasted probably at least the first two semesters. The first two semesters were honestly the most difficult that I had with coping with my anxiety and my panic attacks. But something that I haven't really talked about was the bouts of depression during my last year of grad school. The last year of grad school was this nonstop roller coaster, and I felt like I never really had time to take a breath. Let me give you a little perspective of what a normal day for me looked like during my last year of grad school. During my last year of grad school, I'd have my internship during the day, which was typically like a nine to five job. So I pretty much would go in at nine in the morning, meet with kids all day, do all those different things, meet with my supervisors, whoever, for my for my internship. Then you already got the nine to five job, eight hours. Then I'd have to go to night classes, which typically started around five thirty, six o'clock. I'd be in class for about two hours, sometimes even longer, depending on the class, the teacher, all the different stuff. But yeah, I would already have that. That's eight, nine, 10 hours, 10, 11 hours sometimes. I wouldn't get home till usually nine o'clock most weeknights. It was, to put it light, to put it in the most simplest terms, it was exhausting. And then it's not like I had the weekends to just relax because I also had a part time job on top of it. So, like, I did have a little bit more time, but on the weekends to kind of just like chill. But still, I had a part-time job on the weekends, which I was typically there depending on the day. Sometimes I had like a four-hour shift. Sometimes I had like a six to eight-hour shift, just depending on the time of day, especially during the holidays. Like, this left me for like zero time for a social life. Because yeah, I could have done stuff on the weekend with people, but let's be honest, I wasn't being social. I was worried about my anxiety and stuff still at that point. I was just like, I need this time to relax and just deep breathe. And also, I had homework to do. I had all kinds of stuff to keep up with. So it wasn't like I really had time for a social life, which also I think then added on to the depression and just feeling like everything sucks right now because I don't really have anything to look forward to. It was kind of just like a year of just like, when is this ever going to end? It was this constant like, uh, when is it like this is over? It was honestly very to put another way to put it is it was very isolating. It made you feel very lonely. Like the only times I really don't think I ever felt lonely was when I was in my classes with the rest of my class because I felt like they kind of understood where I was coming from, not necessarily from the mental health standpoint, but from the holy crap, like we have no social life, like 
we all had jobs. We all had the internship. We all had stuff going on. So none of us really ever had time to do anything fun because we were all doing the same things. We all had the different same stuff to do. I think it was even harder for me because I've already never, I've never really been the popular person in my life ever. Now, I've always had like a small group of friends, small group of friends here and there. But yeah, I've never been a super social person. So realistically, this probably should have been really easy for me because I'm like, I don't really have a social life anyways. But like, no, it was even harder, I think, because it was like college is about being the time to like have fun and do all that stuff. And it was like, I wasn't having that. I was so busy all the time and just never really had time to have a social life. So I was just stressed 24-7 and it was very, very difficult. Now, with saying all that, I don't, I'm not saying all of this for people to feel sorry for more or to have people think that, oh, that was such a miserable time. Like, why would you want to be miserable? Why would you put yourself through that? And that's not what I'm trying to do. What I want to do is I want to share my experience and my feelings because when I look back on those days, like I said, I remember feeling so alone and feeling like no one could understand how I'm feeling, especially with the mental health side of things. And I want people to know that they aren't alone, that their feelings are valid, and that they don't need to feel alone. And honestly, I wish back then someone would have told me to speak up, talk about how I'm feeling, talk to my classmates about how like anxious and then depressed and different things that I was, because we probably could have been more supportive of each other. But like I said... I wasn't in that mindset at the time. I was just in this mindset of like, I just got to get through everything instead of just stopping and smelling the roses for a second and just being like, hey, we could actually be really hopeful for each other. You know? Now with all, uh, now, I've said now a lot in this episode and I apologize for that, but yeah. Also, I do want to actually say that I was seeing a therapist <laughs> during this time period. I wasn't just like mentally just not just like feeling sorry for myself and putting myself down and all those sort of things. I was going to therapy at the time. I was seeing a therapist. I was doing all that stuff for myself. But yeah, like I said, no even with the therapy, it was still a really hard time. But going to the therapist and having someone to talk my stuff out was very, very helpful. And that's why I will always be the person that recommends it, that pushes people to do it. Because I was one of those doubters that was like, Therapy's a waste of time. I don't want to do it. This is like, it, you can't make me do it. Like, I don't need to go. And I was on so many people's front in denial that was like, I'm fine. I don't need a therapy. But a lot, but a lot of times I find that the people that say they don't need therapy are the ones that need it. But a lot of times they're too afraid to admit that they need help. A lot of times those are the same people that feel that going to therapy or doing that stuff or stuff is a weakness. And they don't want people to look down on them or to, or to look at them in a weak or a negative way. When in reality, therapy is a wonderful, beautiful thing. And I am so grateful that I did it. Because looking back, I didn't realize how miserable I was and how many issues I had that I still have that going to therapy really helped me to work through. But anyways, that is a little bit about my time in grad school. If you want to hear more about it, let me know. But I've, I think I've gone on long enough in this episode. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something out of it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, any of those things, please let me know. Go find my media, social media, all that good stuff. It's in the show notes. 
But yes, I hope, thank you for listening. And I hope to talk to you soon. And in the next episode, thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you so freaking much for listening. If you connected with any part of the episode today, I would love it if you shared it on your Instagram story. Also, make sure to tag me in it so I can thank you for sharing and showing the podcast some love. I am so incredibly grateful for you allowing me to be a part of your daily routine. So until next time, remember, it gets easier.